0: Welcome to the Relentless Minds podcast with Lori Jimenez, a platform where influential entrepreneurs get real and share their stories of challenges in life that they've had to face head on and conquer in order to be where they are today. Here, you'll get an inside look at the adversities that these individuals have experienced or are currently dealing with, in addition to their opinions on real life matters and philosophies in life. Most importantly, you'll learn what it takes to have a relentless mind so that you too can stay headstrong in your pursuit of a better future. In this podcast, you're going to get 100% authenticity from people that have figured out how to beat the noise that society creates and have a higher level of self-mastery. Hi, welcome back to my podcast, Relentless Minds. Today I have with me Alyssa Shifrell. Alyssa is a personal development, self-love, and mindset strategist. She now embodies the mantra, suicidal to CEO, after years of being bullied, suffering from clinical depression and self-sabotage. Alyssa has now built a six-figure empire, empowering other women how to become the CEOs of their own lives, no matter what their past look like or where they come from. She is living proof that if you keep showing up for yourself, you can and will create a fulfilling and confident life you've always dreamed of. Alyssa, thank you so much for being here today. I truly appreciate you taking the time to be on this episode.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so freaking excited to be
0: here. (laughs) So you look amazing, first of all. (laughs) If people
1: can only see me in my
0: sweats. (laughs) I want to tell you, I love the amount of, you know, the attention and love that you dedicate to yourself and to your body. Um, And what I wanted to ask you is if you can kind of give the audience a quick peek into what you're currently doing in regards to your business.
1: Yeah. So, um, with my business right now, I'm transitioning more from the fitness industry into the mindset aspect of things. When I started in the fitness industry, I realized that you have to start with full on belief in yourself and you have to love who you are. So, um, right now switching into that industry, I'm beginning to speak on stage. It's too funny. We're recording this podcast right now. Tomorrow's my first time speaking on stage. So I'm excited. Thank you. Um, (laughs) So it's, I'm turning more into a fitness and mindset strategist where I implement both of them together and truly empower women to feel the most confident and badass version of themselves.
0: I love that. That's so important. And as everybody's going to learn, you are the embodiment of that, where you You can definitely (laughs) speak to that and help other women to get to that level. Um, But I wanted to also ask you then you're into fitness. It's a big thing for you. What inspired you to get into that?
1: You know, I was bullied when I was in sixth grade. It started in sixth grade when I first went to middle school all up to my freshman year of college. And um, it became an outlet for me where I was getting made fun of because I was too skinny. They called me anorexic. They called me Twiggy. And I knew that I could do something about it. I knew that I could turn to the gym instead of getting down and depressed about it. So I immediately went to weights. I immediately went to working out every single day and it just became a habit of mine. It's something that I fell in love with being able to have control over something no matter what other people said about me.
0: Mm-hmm. So that started um, your your fitness journey was like <laughs> what, what sort of in middle school, high school, when did it start?
1: I started in high school. Um, I believe actually maybe in eighth grade or freshman year of high school and it was early. Like I was one of those early birds, one of the few girls in high school lifting weights. So it was very rare. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a rare thing. And that's what definitely brought a lot of attention to me when I started that. I was mm-hmm. um, putting my journey out there on social media and that caused a lot more um, bullying and taunting in huh. school.
0: So you were putting yourself out there despite the fact that you had experienced bullying from, you said sixth grade?
1: Yep, started in sixth grade. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Like, that's what, 12 years old? I, girl, I don't know. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. How old are you in sixth
1: grade?
0: <laughs> okay, it's weird if I knew that and it was right. But, <laughs> you know, what I love, though, is that, you know, you can, your personality is just so real. Like, it's real. Like, you deal with the struggle, right? There is struggle. There is challenge in life. But your personality and your your outlook is just maintain that sort of positivity and it's not easy you know but but you stay stay with that so sixth grade though I mean like yeah I think that's 12 years old but (laughs) (laughs) what I learned about you is that you were in public and private school like you were kind of hopping back and forth Mm -hmm. so did you feel like you were also in a way isolated you know like you couldn't develop relationships friendships
1: Spot on. Absolutely. I when I first started being bullied and taunted in um, the first school that I was at in sixth grade, I left that school and I went to private school in seventh. Then I was bullied there. Then I left that school and went to another school in eighth grade then I went to a high school, then I was homeschooled. So I constantly switched. And um, I did feel like I was kind of running away from the problem. And I was trying to find those friends. And I thought, okay, this next school, this next place I go to, like they're going to like me here. And I was always trying to find that approval from other people. And um, what I've learned to this day is I've just always been different. I've had a different mindset. I've had a different work ethic. I've just been more mature than um, the people that I was with um, at that age. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I I was constantly, constantly switching
0: schools. What did that like bullying behavior look like? Like, what were you experiencing?
1: It is so intense to like, think about it. Mm. Um, Yeah. Honestly, it brought up the bullying when it was in person in middle school, you know, we weren't on social media and stuff really um, at that age but it was to my face. Like, I don't like the way your nose looks or you are too skinny. I would wear long sleeves and long pants at school every single day. And I live in Florida. It is hot here. Um, So it was, it was all appearance, things about my appearance and um, things that just made me feel like I wasn't enough. And then of course, going to high school, when I put myself on social media, it was cyberbullying. It was bullying me because I was oh. sharing my story and I was open about the things that I was going through. I was open about the eating disorder that I had. And um so constantly just being told, um, you know, what are you doing? And like, who do you think you are? And people thinking, oh, she thinks she's better than everyone else. So cyberbullying, in-person bullying, it was it was a lot um that made up my whole childhood. Mm.
0: I want to just touch on that. You said that you putting yourself out there in high school that caused people to lash out at you on social media. So like now though, like you putting yourself out there because you're doing the same thing. And I actually was going to tell you um, that I really admire that, that you're so authentic. Thank you. But do you get that sort of negative feedback too? Just like you being honest, you being real.
1: Absolutely. Um, Wow. I, I still do to this day, but it's crazy how different I handle it now. I do have my moments where comments will get to me or I'll get a certain DM and it hits me. Maybe I'm just having a rough day, but it's changed in the fact that I don't take it personal because I went through so much growing up that I would actually hurt people myself. I would, um, you know, say mean or rude comments to family members or the person that I was dating, but I know that hurt people hurt people. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with them. So when someone says something rude to me now, I just want to show them love. I just want to show them, you know, any type of um, just love that they need because they're lashing out. If you're talking bad about someone on social media, um, one quote that I love so much is, you will never be talked about by people who are doing more than you. You'll only be talked about by people doing less.
0: So even if they're in a lower place in their life, like it doesn't even need to be necessarily like a success standpoint, just like how they are feeling internally as people, you know, it's just kind of on that level. It is going to be on a lower level across the board. So like you were in high school and you were dealing with social bullying. Like, I know that you went through this really kind of like this whole, this whole, like, this is years of experience of bullying and like, you're running away, like you're going from school to school and it's chasing you and it's like, you can't get away from it. And then you kind of hit like rock bottom.
1: Yep. Can you share that with us? Yeah. uh, My rock bottom was I graduated from high school, um, being homeschooled my senior year. And I thought that, okay, I graduate, I'm going to move away from this hometown, I'm not going to get away from all these people and have a huge fresh start. So I moved down to South Florida, I went to Florida Atlantic University for a semester and a half. And it was the same thing. Again, you know, people not liking me having some bullying and taunting. And I remember um, when I was sitting on the floor in my dorm, I was drunk, I was um, hungover from the night before. I was going through an eating disorder. I had stuffed myself with pizza. I was at my rock bottom and I knew that I needed to face what was going on, that doing those things to my body, doing those things to my mind and just constantly running away from everything that I was dealing with wasn't going to solve anything. So that's when I moved back home. I moved back to Orlando. I had no money to my name. I had no hope for my future. I didn't know what I wanted to do. My parents are like, okay, you're crazy, but we'll take you back in. <laughs> yeah. So um I, I lived there and I was 18 years old. And that that was my my rock bottom, for sure. I became super depressed because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I had no idea how to handle the emotions, the depression, the anxiety, the eating disorder. I had no idea. But that was where I was finally able to build myself up from that rock bottom.
0: I mean, you were only 18. Mm -hmm. You were so young and you were dealing with years of trauma, not knowing how to cope. And did you at any point reach out to people to see if if you could get help?
1: I did. And you know, I wish I did a little bit more. I feel like I dealt with a lot of things on my own, because I was embarrassed of what I was going through. It made me feel like I was a weak person. If I could go back, I would express how deep of a place that I was in so I could have gotten more help. So I did to an extent, you know, I went to a therapist, but I never got as much help as I should have.
0: Hmm. So how long were you at the therapist for? like how long did you did you try to at least get some sort of help?
1: You know I still go see one to this day. <laughs> so it's it's been ongoing uh-huh. and that that's helped me a lot just being able to release the things that I used to keep in all the time, all the emotions, all the feelings that has helped me tremendously.
0: Can you tell us about like your um, it's more like you know your slogan of like the suicidal to CEO did you ever try to commit suicide? I did. And I,
1: I was Baker acted. I, it was during that rock bottom. When I hit rock bottom, I had no hope. I did not see any purpose. Um, no friends. I was so scared to go outside. I remember one instant where I needed some groceries and, you know, my parents gave me money for food and I went to the store and I sat in my car and I was so scared to go inside. I was so scared to just be seen by people because I realized nobody knows what's going on inside me. And it was the most lonely feeling that i had ever had. So um, I did, I, I tried to take my life and it was, um, it was a moment where everything changed when I, I realized how, how bad things were and I couldn't live that way anymore. I couldn't be a victim to my circumstances and everything that I was going through.
0: And so you try to commit suicide. And so you're 18 years old. 18. You're 18. Hmm. Wow. And this was a time when you were, you were still in college or you had left college at this point? I had dropped out of college at that point. So you were, yeah, you were probably feeling a lot of guilt, a lot of like self-doubt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of self-doubt. Absolutely.
0: Did you, was there anything specific? Like, can you kind of go into that experience if you want to like relive it in a way of like what triggered that action and what that action was.
1: Um, I think what triggered everything, it's not just, it's not just one thing. It was everything kind of piled up. It was, I, I was bullied for many years I didn't believe in myself. I didn't think I was enough. I didn't think I could do all the things that I wanted to do, all those crazy visions and goals that I had in my mind. I was like, there's no way I could do something like that. I was struggling with the eating disorder. Everything that was going on, it just piled up on me. And I I didn't want any more of it. I did not think that I could get through it. Nobody really understood how... Hard it was, which is why I stress so much is being there for people and supporting people and giving them the help that they need. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people going through these things that um, don't even share it because they may feel the way that I used to feel of like I, I I'm I feel weak and I don't I don't want to reach out I don't want to be needy I don't want to ask for help. So um, a lot of things piled up for me and that's what just made me feel like I, I don't want this anymore. There were moments in many days where. I just didn't want to wake up in the morning. It was, it was too much for me to handle, but to this day, so much has changed from that point. And it's, it was just a small, tiny mindset shift of this is happening for me.
0: Mm.
1: And that, oh my gosh, makes me want to cry. Like it, it's, it seems so difficult and I'm not downplaying depression or just things that people go through, but it really does take one second to change. um, If you're going to allow this to be the one thing that breaks you and holds you back from doing the things that you want to do, or actually use this as a guide and the map that is going to take you to where you want to be. And that's what I've chosen. That's what I've chosen to do is to use this to work for me. And that's why I'm stepping into the mindset and mentality thing, because It's so important. It's so important for people to not be victim to their circumstances and to realize that all the things that they go through that they think are just so shitty, they're there to serve you. Like they're there to help you grow and they're there to carve the exact path that you're supposed to be on in your life.
0: Yeah. There is so much truth in that. And, you know, I was just speaking to a friend about this actually about how those challenges are just like you said, there to serve you. Like how many, you know, successful or, or anybody that's really doing anything right. That's big in life. Like how many of those people have not had experiences in their past that they had to overcome and they had to find strength from it to flourish. Yeah. It's like, everybody has a story but it was just that shift in mindset it was that decision that they were going to take control of their lives and that's what you did right like when when did that happen like when because you try to commit suicide when you were 18 and you had dropped out of college like at what point were you like that's it that's enough
1: I wish I could say it was one moment that something like hit me and I was like okay this is it I'm changing um because it took many tries I tried many times to get up and I kept falling it's it's not a beautiful answer but Mm. I kept trying trying and I get knocked down and sometimes I'd give up but after doing it so many times I did become so sick and tired of being where I was and I knew deep down that I could use this for me and that this was going to serve me in my life that my mess was my message so it, it took some mm. tries and it's still to this day it takes a lot of falling down and failing and getting back up again but after that whole experience I knew that this was there to serve a purpose in my life
0: after you decided that you were going to take control of your life like how did that look like for you
1: oh I love this part this <laughs> the is the best part um the way it looks is a fucking roller coaster. Um, mm. So many ups and downs and so many opportunities that I turned down because I still thought, Oh, I don't have what it takes. And then I had moments of confidence where I did pursue things. And those moments I was like, Holy shit, like, look what I can do. Mm. Um, I think the one thing I can really say about the journey just to where I'm at today and truly, having complete control over my life, my emotions and everything is, um, I, I use everything as a lesson. There's no failures to me. There really are only lessons. So every single day I just ask myself, what can I learn today? What can I get out of today? And I I'm going to find that out. There's going to be something every single day that I can take and pick away from and use it, whether it's a good day, whether it's a bad day, you just get so much confidence. You gain so much energy and so much empowerment when you know that at the end of the day, you gave it your absolute all. And no matter what happened that day, you're going to take something from it because there's value in every single day and everything that you do, no matter how good, no matter how bad it was.
0: Mm, That's beautiful. So you had to have like, you had to have that mindset so that you can come out from that, from that experience that could have, you know, broken so many people that it could have, you could have been in a different situation right now. Yeah. That's amazing that you took control of that moment and you created your life. That's like where my motto is about. Like, you've got to own your struggles. You've got to own your weaknesses. You've got to own the reality of what is life. Yeah. You know, like the moment that you start to try to push the truth away and try to cover it, try to hide it under a rug. Like the moment you start to do that, you limit your, your growth exponentially. Yeah. Like you have to come face to face to with what's reality. And then when you do and you embrace that, then you can start making that decision of where do I want to go from here? Mm-hmm. Do I want to stay here or am I going to make something beautiful out of my life?
1: Yeah. And it's your, it's your superpower. Like that is something I have become so confident in that all of the struggles that you face, they are your superpower. You can use it for so much good. I, it it gets me excited. Like just being able to come on here and talk about this. I know so many people are out there struggling. And if I had to go through those things in order to help people Mm -hmm. and in order to be that voice that people need, then by all means, I'll go through it all over again. Just so more people can hear
0: it. Oh my God. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> Minus that one part. Minus the one part where, you know, could have gone a different way, but yeah, 100%, 100%. And that's the thing, that's the beauty of of humans because there's so much love. I like all of us, man, we're just aching for love in this world. Yeah. You know, we're aching to receive it. And when we feel that, when we've gone through an experience where we ached for it, we know once we get to a healthier place like we want to just give that give it give it give it when we're when we're healed when we're in a better position in our life but you know what you do is that like online you you share and you're so vulnerable and you're so real with everybody and you like there are times when you go through those lows again you know like you face this on a regular basis what is it that keeps you going like when you're experiencing self-doubt insecurity because what you were diagnosed with clinical depression. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. So it's not even something you can really control. It's not like that happened. That sucked. You know. It's mm. kind of like you're constantly fighting it. Like, how do yeah. you get through?
1: For me, this is one belief that just this year in 2019, this one month we've been here wow. has been one of my biggest beliefs that I've had to embody in order to um, go up against that doubt and um, overcome the doubt, the insecurity, the fear that I have. And, um, that is, I can have depression and still be successful. Mm. And I used to think that I couldn't, I used to think seriously, like this is going to hold me back. And there's, there's no way because on those days where I didn't want to get out of bed, I I, I would kind of say to myself, like, see, you can't do it. You can't make it happen. And I'd show myself like, oh, you know, Alyssa, see, when you're depressed, there's no way you can work. There's no way you can inspire people. Um, But really, honestly, just this year, being so transparent with you, I have completely changed my belief to every time I do feel the depression creep up or any type of overwhelm. I'm like, I can still have this and be successful. And all you do is just get out of your head. You have to get out of your head because you can sit there, you can get lost there. You could sit in the doubt and the fear and insecurity and let that completely um, break you down. But being able to work through it and take action through it is the only Mm. way that Mm. I have um, got, I don't want to say like gotten through it. Like The only way, um, yeah, I guess that's good. The only way out is through the only way out is through so you you can't really overcome um some of the things that you go through for me I know that I may struggle with the depression the rest of my life but the Mm -hmm. only way for me to get out of it is to go through every single time that it comes up to
0: still take action yeah you've got to be okay with it like you you've got to face it and be like hey this is life yeah but the fact that you were able to pinpoint it yeah that's not an easy thing to pinpoint you know like and you pinpoint it and you're like, I'm going to now contradict it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um one thing I was going to say when you were asking about, you know, how do you get through that now when you face that? Because I, I do face it to this day. It's not like, oh, you know, when Alyssa was 18, she went through all this stuff and then she just hit this breaking point and never went through it again. Um, I've still gone through it ever since then. But one thing that has helped me more than anything, and I've been doing this since the day that I started my Instagram, since the day that I got on social media is anytime that I go through something, um, first of all, I accept it. Mm. Uh, well, I, I cry for a bit, you know, I throw a pity party then I accept it. And then, um, I will actually turn to social media and I will open up about it. I'll talk to people about it. I'll even go live and just say, Hey guys, not feeling the best today. And just being there for other people and sharing my story and being vulnerable Mm. helps me like to this day that is like but like the first thing that I'll do is I'll I'll talk to people and I'll help them because there's so much healing that comes from just helping other people
0: it's like a mutual thing so you're putting yourself out there and you're being vulnerable and you're getting like that feedback of like hey I went through the same thing you know I feel you like we're here we're together and that's the Mm -hmm. thing about this importance of building a community and yeah, you've created that for yourself. And that's the way that you're coping. And it's amazing. Thank you. I truly appreciate that. No, like, honestly, like you being so real and, and just putting yourself out there. And when I, what I wanted to actually say about this limiting belief, because just like, you know, we all are growing. I'm growing. I'm still learning new things about myself. Like doing my personal interview, I learned like my relationship with my dad. That's really never even been a real thing. Yeah. When it came up in the interview and I got got really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had conquered that. I thought yeah. I was good with that. But listening back over my interview, I was like, what the heck? Yeah, I got so I got like even upset. Girl, you like
1: blessed? you brought some stuff up for me you asked me some questions like oh my gosh hold on that stung a little bit
0: (laughs) yeah that's what I'm saying I'm saying like like, honestly speaking and you're gonna continue like this is the beginning of this journey where you're just now like you have to deal with all of these these things on your own but it becomes so much real when much more real when you express it when you're open and you tell people about it because then you're hearing it because if you keep it in your head your subconscious can like can easily be like oh no that's okay like oh no ignore this part oh no ignore that part and but I'm asking you like the real stuff like I want the meat girl, of the I'm giving it to you girl <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm telling you it's a growing journey so like something that you know I could even say and that I did in Tony Robbins book yeah he's my dad so he had you know what his first book I mean there's like a couple there's a few of them that I have and it was his first one and he had like I was reading it there were two pages and it was like your your limiting beliefs and then like what you want to believe Or, or no like your negative and your positive beliefs that's what it was right and so I went in there and I wrote everything out and like one thing that's like super simple to write I mean to say is this idea right that many people have about money being the root of all evil Mm -hmm. right I'll just say that what I'm saying is that like even that project though was good for me it was good for me because it showed me some things that I'm like huh so like on your point here when you were saying that you've got this belief that you can't be successful due to the depression that you have Mm -hmm. like that is that negative and constricting belief Mm -hmm. right So it's like, I wonder how many more there might be in there that might contribute to moments of feeling down, you know, you believing that this depression was making you like incompetent, you know, like unworthy, basically, like you realize that and that was making you feel bad. It's like, maybe there are other things that are making me feel bad. Yeah. You have to tap into. Yeah.
1: It's an ongoing dream. Yeah, you become so self-aware and it's so yes. important to do that. That's like the word. Like
0: that is yes. like self-aware. <laughs> the word it's like of a- the frickin', your your freaking life. Like <laughs> my, my life is all about and you yeah. just it's a continuous thing and you just and that's the beauty of it. Like just being and that's why like, you know, us being vulnerable and stuff like that mm-hmm. is so important. Yeah. You know, but I wanted so you have Alyssa, this um, the text of Jeremiah. 29 11. I know that means a lot to you. <laughs> can you share with us like what it says and what that means to you?
1: Yeah. So it says for, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you plans to give you hope in a future that is like, mm-hmm. I, I had to get that tattooed. It's on, it's on my rib cage. And, um, I think just having that brought me a lot of peace. If I can think, You know, I I may not know exactly what my future is gonna look like, and I may be worried about what my next step is, or I may not know how I'm gonna get through this exact situation that I'm in, but just knowing that my entire life is already planned out for me, I just have to be open to it, um, to receiving it, as well as just working, believing wholeheartedly in myself, everything, the universe, God. Will bring that your way. It'll happen one way or another. As long as you believe in yourself,
0: mm, love it. That's important. Believing in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, you can't count on anybody else to be and do that. You know, you've got to show up for yourself before you show up for others. Mm-hmm. And you are doing that a hundred percent, Alyssa. Like you are mm-hmm. showing up for other people, and it's. I'm happy that I met you at this point in your life where you're about to go and make a freaking impact Thank like, you. even more than what you're doing right now I mean because it's like for you to there's a difference I mean like when social media is one thing and it is important but there's just something about actual like just in-person human connection yes
1: and that is probably my number one um, priority in life. The one thing that has helped me more than anything is having that connection. I say it all the time, connection, connection, connection. Being able to get in rooms with people who have the same mindset as you, being able to get on a call with you where we can talk and just have an open conversation. Being able to connect with people on social media it is so important because it is so easy to feel alone even with all the technology, even with all these social connections that we have. It's so easy to feel like everything that you're going through, the things that you're facing and feeling like you're the only person going through it. It, but when you can connect with other people who mm-hmm. may have the same story or something similar as well as people in the same business or career as you, you you feel actually connected. So mm-hmm. it, is, it is real when you can see someone face-to-face instead of through text and social media. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, and, and, it, and that's why for me, like, you know, and this is on side note, but this is why, like, I value so much, like, this. Even though you're not here in person, you can't be here in person. Unfortunately, because I would love to be able to like us to go get some drinks or something. Afterwards. <laughs> it's a Friday night. Come on. <laughs>
1: there, oh, it is Friday. <laughs> it is Friday.
0: It's like, what are you doing, bed <laughs> I got my pajamas on. <laughs> You're a good girl. <laughs>
1: That's
0: why. But, you know, like, it's it just, it means so much more than if I was to just like try to do this without some visual, you know? Yeah, yeah. So much more. I love it. Yeah. Well, Alyssa, I appreciate you being on here today. I do want to ask you an important final question before we wrap things up. Go for Um, it. That question is, what message or personal thoughts would you like to share with our listeners today?
1: I truly believe the one thing that I would love for everyone to take away, you know, if you didn't listen to everything, if you tuned in and out of stuff, the one thing to take away is that um, show up for yourself, that's my motto for the year show the fuck up because you're going to go through things. You're going to have a lot of down moments. You're going to have a lot of high moments and a lot of moments where you're questioning yourself, but those who truly win and become successful in every area of their lives just show up. They take control of their lives and they show up no matter what's going on.
0: Love it. That's so important. Just, just taking action. Yeah. Even if it's a small step, you know, you're not feeling up for it. Something do something. Yep. One step towards your, your goal brings so much more confidence. Like even just one more, one little step, one little decision, right?
1: Yeah. And I mean, then
0: that builds up.
1: Yeah. If, if I didn't just take one step to have a better future when I was 18 and when I wanted to change everything, then I wouldn't be here today. It takes one step.
0: All right. Well, that's the message for the day. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody listening, if you guys wanted to reach out to Alyssa, or look into her fitness programs, her fitness coaching, uh, or just send her a DM and let her know that, you know, you connect with what she said and, and that you appreciate how she showed up today for us. Um, her Instagram, exactly. Her Instagram is Alyssa underscore Chiffrelle, And Alyssa is spelled A-L-Y-S-S-A. Schifrell is spelled S H I f-r-e-l so that is Alyssa underscore chiffreau um you can find her on there interact with her on her instagram her website currently is under construction so just use her instagram if you want to reach out thank you guys so much for listening today and thank you so much Alyssa, for being on thank you for having me of course until next time That concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, feel inspired and would like to hear more, please subscribe to the Relentless Minds podcast via the link in the show notes or visit laurihimenez.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.